Hello and welcome to your Prepare the Answers podcast. Good to have you tuned in today. Um, and I will be following on with my Sermon on the Mount series. Um, it's taken me a bit longer to get around to this one than I thought. Slightly over. He's aiming for one a week. Uh, it took a bit longer for a few reasons. Um, small things. Um, but yeah, just in terms of my little updates to begin with on anything that's going on uh, in a spiritual sense, I suppose. Um, I think one of the things I did today, which I'm really pleased about, um, is I got up for one of the things that we have is called a, a Holy Spirit group. Um, we would meet usually every Monday morning, usually about six o'clock in McDonald's, close to me, uh, which kind of means getting up about half five, 20 to six, um, rolling out of bed, really. Um, and that's a, a can be a challenge at the best of times. But I haven't done it in about a year, but we've set it up again. And I was there this morning, um, and to be honest, it's one of them things, one of them things in your life that you always think, uh, I don't know if I'm going to do this, uh, maybe I don't feel that motivated about doing this, but when you actually go and do it, it is incredibly helpful um, with other spiritual men, other spiritual mature men who can really point stuff out about your life and things you're doing, decisions you're making and directions you're going in or whatever comes to mind and also you can obviously do the same so it's incredibly helpful so I'd encourage any of my listeners out there you've got a spiritual band of people around you um, to set up what we call a Holy Spirit group where you set up and chat about things that you feel the Holy Spirit's prompting you to do so not the everyday stuff but the stuff that you know is over and above the norm and I certainly had a few things um in that, uh, and maybe I'll address one of them in a moment, actually, in terms of this podcast. But the next section, the last time we looked at the Beatitudes, uh, this section we're looking at today is um, Salt and Light. And the title of today's podcast is Let Your Light Shine. So Salt and Light, it's um, in Matthew 5, verse 13 says, You're the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town in it built in a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So we'll go through this. Very familiar to most of the world, to be honest. Let your light shine. You would hear it said in many circles, uh, non-Christian circles even as well. The words of Jesus, which is great, of course. Um, but... Starting at the start, verse 13, it talks about the salt losing its saltiness. So we all, maybe some more than others, would use a lot of salt. Um, it brings out the flavour, um, spices, it brings out the flavour and the taste in food. Uh, and some food, it's particularly bland, you can't imagine what it would be like to, to not have salt. If you're used to having salt in the food and then you don't have any, it really, really would taste, as we would say, very bland, no flavour in it. But... He's saying here, if salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything. And the context of this for me is that the salt, in that instance, isn't doing what it's supposed to do. Um, So in the context of this passage, for me, it's when you don't let your light shine, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. As a follower of Jesus, light is emitting from your life. Um, That's what's supposed to happen. As we're going to see in a moment, the light's supposed to provide light. Put it on a bowl to provide light in an area that would otherwise be dark. So in a world that's dark, you're supposed to shine your light. Um, like the salt's supposed to provide saltiness. If you're not shining that light for whatever reason, which is what Jesus talks about here, is you're not doing what you're supposed to do. 
You're not doing what you're made to do, what the actual natural consequences of your life should emit. That's what people should be saying. So it's not you're not doing again what, what what you're called what you're supposed to do and i think that's a bit like salt losing its saltiness it that's its function if it's not making things salty well it's no longer good for anything um so there's a big ramifications for that for us for sure about the need to do what we're supposed to do if you like so verse 14 then says you're the light of the world a town not built in the hill cannot be hidden Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. So he talks about, you know, um, you know, a town built in a hill cannot be hidden, and a light can't be hidden. It's put on a, you know, it's not put under a bowl. It's put on a on a, a on a table or something. So in order for people to see it, but Jesus says before he goes into the details, he says you're the light of the world. So I mean, just to even dwell on that alone for a moment. Jesus says to his followers, and his would be followers like us today following him all these years later, he says, you're actually the light of the world. You're not the light of this corner. You're not the light of that section of people. You're not the light among some bad, darker people. He says you're the light of the world, the very world itself. In other words, what's happening? Well, the world's dark and it doesn't have any light. It does say in First John that the world is under the power of the evil one. If you're in the world and you're of the world, then that's what you're doing. You're in darkness. Jesus said it many times in the Gospels. You're in darkness. So in a positive sense, as followers of Jesus, we're actually the light of the world. And that is worth telling yourself that. Not telling yourself. Letting Jesus tell you that. You're actually the light of this dark world. So it's almost an onus on us, a responsibility on us. Like salt, go and do your job. Light, you know, in essence... Be the light you're supposed to be. Be the light of, of a dark world. The world needs you. The darkness needs the light. Dinner needs salt and all that, of course. But you're the light of the world. And he says it shouldn't be hidden. In fact, it can't be hidden. A hill cannot, you know, a, a town on a hill can't be hidden. Um, and a light can't be hidden, or at least it shouldn't be hidden. Um, it's like the light, you've got to put it in dark places. Put it somewhere where it's going to give its light and be useful. You're not going to put a light in a brightly lit room already. And you wouldn't put it under a bowl. It wouldn't serve its purpose. It's got to go somewhere where it's dark and be put in the position of it being able to be seen and its light again to be a minute like the, the city on the hill. There's no way to hide that. Um, it, it, the natural thing is that it's, it, you know, its light gets revealed. But Jesus then says to us, in terms of what that means for us, all that makes sense to us. But then when Jesus talks to us, he think he says, let your light shine so that people may see it, the good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Now, it's interesting this because this isn't long after and, and very much after this. In fact, a lot of the, the passages after this, Jesus condemns the Pharisees, not them specifically, but he condemns the attitude of doing things to be seen to be doing things and he says you've already received your reward you know which wasn't really a reward anyway you think it was but because you were seen and got compliments or whatever but he says don't do things to be seen now that might sound like a contradiction now he's saying let your light shine well i think that conviction still stands you're not doing things to be seen by men to get praise from men in this instance it says your deeds are seen so that they praise your father in heaven not you you don't get the praise but the interesting thing here, I believe, is the use of terminology. He's saying, let your light shine. 
In other words, what that means to me is don't stop the light from shining. Don't subdue the light from shining. It's going to shine naturally. Don't subdue it. And then you think, well, well, I don't subdue my light. Uh, but you have to stop for a minute and think, do, as Christians, do we subdue the light that's naturally emitted from us? And I'll be honest, I think I, I very naturally can let my light be subdued. Because you're in a dark world that doesn't think and it doesn't follow the principles you follow. And when you follow the gospel, you're going to stand out. The light will naturally shine. And if it doesn't naturally shine, it may be that we subdue it. We don't want it to stand out. We don't want to stand out too much. The reality is we can and should stand out. Not, again, to get praise for ourselves because of what we're doing. Not so we want everybody to know we, get, to know we help the poor. For that reason, we're just talking about letting what we do shine naturally. In other words, you don't refrain and hold it back. You don't subdue it because, again, it would be subdued because it might look unpopular. It might look strange. The dark doesn't like the light sometimes. It doesn't want to hear about the good things that that Christians might be doing. So, again, if we're letting our light shine, we're going to just do it naturally. And you know what? On occasions, it's going to stand out. And for me, Jesus is just saying here, don't subdue that light. Let it do what it's supposed to do naturally. Now, what may be in your mind at the minute, and again, even my mind at the minute, I'm thinking, right, okay, what what does that look like in practice? Well, again, the starting point, as I said, is not subduing the light. You're not going out to do stuff just so people see it. That's not your purpose. You naturally have light shining from you because you're in a dark world. You just don't hinder it from shining. So, again, where would you see this? I mean, for me, I could summarize it in terms of things like our speech. The things that we talk about as followers of Christ who love God first in our life, we're not afraid to say that. We're not afraid to talk about what our priorities are in life. We're not afraid to share about what we did at the weekend, the things that we enjoyed. We don't say what we we just say just to fit in. And again, this is all going to be a, you know, a case by case you know, situation by situation, you know, you'll say whatever's good for your hearers to help them. But oftentimes we can withdraw from saying the things that we enjoyed at the weekend. I enjoyed the worship at the weekend in church. I enjoyed the songs that we sung. I enjoyed the lesson. Now, you know, they might not be interested and get into all the details, but you don't withhold necessarily the stuff that you're excited about, the stuff that you're living out in your life. You know, what I did this morning when people ask me, well, how was your Monday? Um, and what did I do? Then I might say, well, I went to this group. No, I might not say Holy Spirit group, but I went to this group on a, a morning where we chat about the things we want to accomplish in our week. It would be easy for me not to say that stuff because it might sound weird to people. But again, the light shining through me is actually making this get up early. Think about how I can work out my week in order to help other people. I get input from others so as I'm not being self-centered. Um, so that's a bit about speech, I suppose, like our actions as well, the things that we do, you know, the things that we do, the actions that we have in our week, you know, what motivates us? Are we trying to help people? Do we raise, you know, money for the poor? Am I trying to set up projects to, to volunteer somewhere? Do I uh, reach out and share my faith? Do I tell people that I reach out and share my faith? Again, I'm not saying we jump in and we say things that we know people will always find weird, but we find ways to share and not hinder the light. Now, when you think about what I've just said there, you think, well, I'm talking about evangelism and getting out to reach out with the gospel. Yeah, that's unpopular to the world, but what's my motivation? My motivation is actually to help people, 
not to have the rest arguments, not to be right, not to grow a group for myself for some reason, not to get anybody's money. Uh, my motivation is simply to help people and bring them good news. That's what gospel means. So again, my actions are, you know, in an essence, shining my light. Oftentimes over the years, I've heard people, when I've talked to them about, about sharing my faith, they've they really find it insane that you would go onto the streets, put yourself in that position, you know, be unpopular, maybe even get a bit of verbal abuse now and again, and you still do it, uh, even though you don't always get results as well. Wow, what you know, people find that very interesting. Again, you might want to share about your your decisions you're making, the decisions you make to where you work, um, decisions about the fact that you work on and you're trying to make up your hours and work, even though somebody wasn't watching you. Um, you might be integrous about your accounts, your details about money, about what work you've done and what you haven't done. Um, again, you're integrous in your life. Um, the decisions you make are based on the values you hold to um, as a Christian. You know, my, I want my kids to, you know, not be um, on maybe devices for too long. That's pretty popular in these days anyway. People are realizing the, the downside of that. But my kids, you know, decisions I make, you know, for my children um, as to how they spend their time. I want them to do what I believe is right. I want my own children to get up and have a relationship with God and teach them that that's the priority of their lives. Um, so it's decisions I'm making. And again, there's many more decisions in each of our individual lives. I think all the things are just views that we hold, maybe. I was down at the weekend uh, my family and a few times somebody said to me, well, what's your view on such and such a thing? And again, it's easy to jump in and think, well, what does the world think? What the people around me think? Um, I have a view which based, is based on the worldview of you know God and Christianity. That's my worldview. So it does determine my views on other things. What's my view on abortion? What's my view on many other subjects, which again are unpopular today? You know why do I why do I have that view? And again, believe, believe me, I'm not saying we jump in with everything we think and maybe just you know fire a laser beam of light into someone's eye and they can't take it and they run away from us. But it's naturally letting your light shine and not hindering it. Why do I say this? You read the book of Acts. You read about Christians, people who follow Jesus. And you read about Jesus himself. When you live, letting your light shine, not withholding it, subduing it, people can notice it. People can see it. And I honestly believe that it's absolutely what the world needs. It's what I needed as a young man many years ago was to see that there's an alternative way to live. There is a way to live in this life with a purpose with a meaning, um, with value. There's a, there's a, I can get it outside of, of, of relationships, outside of you know, how I look, outside of what money I have, outside of how important I am, my job I have. I can get meaning, value, and purpose outside of them things, which is, which is lasting. And the world is looking for that as well. Whether they realize that or not is a different matter. So yeah, just some thoughts today on the Salt and Light um, passage um, called Let Your Light Shine. Just some thoughts about how Jesus wants us to shine our light, what that maybe looks like. And again, it might look different for different people. But the bottom line is, we will stand out as Christians. But again, for the right reasons. And hopefully, as Jesus says, it will result in your good deeds bringing glory to God in heaven. And not glory to us, because we realize we're only broken vessels ourselves. And we also make many mistakes. We're all too aware of that. But hopefully it can inspire us to action today, or at least inspire us not to hinder the light that naturally shines from us. Hope you've enjoyed this today. Please drop me your thoughts and comments. I'll be with you all again very soon.